Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello. Hello. Rusty. Yes, Jeff, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, doing wonderful. I've got Mike here with me. He's my the, the co-host for Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good, Mike. Uh, I've listened to quite a few episodes and oh, enjoy great. it a lot. You well, guys do a nice job. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Yeah, we do appreciate that. Thank check, you so much. Check will be in the mail. Um, <laughs> so uh, Not until I say it on the air, right? <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in our life, everything is on the air. Remember, it's only an exhibition. It's not a competition. Please, no wagering. Let's meet our first participant tonight. Is there a Jeffrey DeFranceschi? Mr. DeFranc, did I get your name? Franceschi, but on the air I go by D. Fran. D. Franceschi is your actual name. Where are you from, sir? Uh, Garden City, Michigan. What do you do for a living in Michigan? I'm a sportscaster for WAM Radio and NBC affiliate, uh, talk show host. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you have a talk show. Yeah. Well, what kind of talk show? Sports, uh, sports show? talk. People call in and ask you questions yes. and stuff. Does yeah. my name ever come up? Uh, no. <laughs> and who is this, uh, Jeff? This is Junior. Hi, Junior. How you doing? What kind of dog is Junior? Uh, mutt. Just mutt. about everything. How long have you had Junior? Uh, five years now. Uh -huh. And what trick uh, will Junior do for us tonight? Well, uh, he's going to ride down the slide yeah. on my back. Right down the slide on your back. back. Yeah. Now, how did he learn to do this, or maybe more accurately, how did you learn to do this? <laughs> uh, we were at a playground one day, and we just thought we'd give it a try. You and your, you're probably chasing young children off the equipment. <laughs> so, yeah, we so you and your it, dog yeah. could ride on it. Okay, uh, is this slide uh, uh, the size you need? Perfect. It's, it's enormous, isn't it? Uh, he's going down bigger. Okay, all right. Uh, Jeffrey and his dog, Junior, now going down the slide. Can we do anything? How about a drum roll? Uh, maybe this would be appropriate. Oh, sure. Junior Probably. Walker and the All-Stars? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. whatever you want, Paul. Okay, sit, Jeff sit, and Junior sit, going sit, down sit, the slide. Sit. The man works for the NBC affiliate somewhere in Michigan. Stay, stay. Folks back in Michigan, get a look at that. This guy will never work again. Hey, Mike. 
We got a show to do. While well, we do? Is it that time already? <laughs> yeah, it's that time. Okay. It is time for Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors, a Letterman Tribute podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. This is a Letterman Tribute podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we've got uh, a little bit of a special episode today. Yeah, we have uh, Jeff Defran, who was a part of the Letterman show at one point. He went on an episode, rather, yeah. and uh, he got to do a stupid pet trick. Stupid pet trick with his dog, Junior. Which is one of my favorite... Uh, Absolutely. My favorite bits uh, from, from Letterman. Between so. stupid pet tricks and viewer mail, that is, uh, it's a very, very close tie for me. Yeah, I like the uh, the on-site stuff, mm. the outside, you yeah. know, with the camera out in the streets and stuff like yeah. that. So if you if you took a dog, a letter, and you went outside, that would be... Yeah, it would be all in one. Yeah, that would be all in one. <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, uh, let's bring in Jeff DeFran, uh, who was part of uh, Late Night with David Letterman on April 1986. Uh, Jeff, are you there? Yes. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, Jeff. Oh, We're doing great. Doing Thank great. you so much for taking your time to kind of talk to us and, and relive this this uh, stupid pet trick that I think probably uh, you've relived a million times before. Yeah, it's fun talking about it. Sure, and we had so much fun there. Uh, I can't believe it's it's been what thirty six years since wow. I've been Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's electric. I, I have a hard time believing it is twenty twenty two. Yeah, that is. Uh, I didn't think I'd make it this far, Jeff. Um, Same here. <laughs> well, I'm only thirty one, so I was pretty sure I was going to make it here. I just don't know how much further I'm going to make it. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Jeff, give us, um, uh, us neophytes here, uh, uh, an idea of how this works. How do you get to be on Stupid Pet Tricks, and kind of give us a a little bit of your background? Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, the show was only on the air for a couple of years at that time, mm -hmm. and I watched it. Uh, I didn't see it all the time and really wasn't familiar with stupid pet tricks. Mm -hmm. Now my dog did a lot of tricks. He would put Lassie to shame. I can uh, <laughs> honestly say, and we, we had so much fun. And back in the day, you know, the camcorders weren't really invented yet. You didn't have your iPhones. Right. Sure. So, uh, I just happened, I was working in radio and, uh, my boss had an agent, his wife, and she represented him in getting voiceover work and things like that. And they knew about the dog. And they said, you know, I could represent your dog, you know, maybe get a commercial or something. Let's make a tape. Right. So we had to hire a guy who had the equipment. And back at that time, you had to carry the camera with a VCR strapped over your shoulder and the oh, cords. Yeah. yeah. So it was very detailed. I know Rusty doesn't uh, remember seeing these. <laughs> and so we did have the tape made. And uh, once I had the tape, I showed it to some friends, and a friend said, wow, you should send that in to Letterman yeah. uh, for stupid pet tricks. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, no, this is no big deal, yada, yada, yada. And uh, finally, after all this coaxing, I sent a VHS tape into the Letterman show and got a call back in like four days. And the person asked, is this Jeff? 
DeFranceschi, and I said, yeah, speaking. And they said, when can you be on the Letterman show? We love this tape. Uh, we want you and your dog out here in New York oh, as awesome. soon as possible. So we were the show, I believe, was every other Wednesday, the segment of Stupid Tetrix. And so we were working on some dates and uh, nailed one down like six weeks later. And then about two weeks later, they called me up and they said, listen, we have to have, it was on a Monday, I believe. And they said, yeah. we have to have you this Wednesday. We had some people cancel out. We better, you know, we need you now. Can you come out to New York? And I'm living in the Detroit area. Sure. And I start thinking, you know, you better grab it because you never know how long this show's going to be around. Yeah. <laughs> I was incorrect on that, obviously. Letterman. Yeah, but who knew? Who knew? Yeah. yeah. I mean, his morning exactly. show had already been canceled, so, you know. Correct. And that was in the back of my mind. So, sure. and I told them, I said, listen, uh, my wife's pregnant. You know, I don't make a whole lot of money. It's got to be expensive to fly out to New York City. And they mm -hmm. said, listen, we'll cover everything. Wow. So, uh, was able to, you know, book flights two days in advance. And it was just me and the dog going out there. And uh, we had tons of fun, and we did it all in one day, and it was it was, it was such a ball being out there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think people remember um, how cost prohibitive things like that were at the time. Just yeah. just making the tape, sending the tape, the whole thing had to cost a bundle. Yeah, yeah. You just couldn't email it out there, right? Exactly, or, or even. Yeah, or, or send a CD, but uh, I, I was just thrilled how fast they responded. Yeah. And then once we got out there at the rehearsal or, or talking um, uh, that day, they didn't know which trick they wanted him to perform. Oh. And they needed to bring in a playground slide for us. Yeah. And they were able to get one. It was about seven, eight feet tall. And then, you know, on rollers so they could bring it onto the stage and sure. take it off the stage. So they did some scrambling. I mean, you know, can you really get a playground slide in New York yeah, City? Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. if you're the Letterman show, you can, yeah. 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 And, and at one point during the rehearsal, they asked, well, would he do that on David's back if David went down the slide? <laughs> and I said, oh, absolutely. You know, we, we could work it out, whatever sure. you want. Yeah. And I guess somebody went to, because David doesn't go to the rehearsals because he doesn't want to see it in advance. He wants yeah. to be spontaneous. Yeah. So a producer ran over to Dave, pitched the idea and came back and they said, no, David doesn't want to do it. You're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, no problem with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to bring in a playground slide and all that was so much fun. And I tell you, rehearsal was so much fun. Really? Why was, uh, we, why was rehearsal such a big deal? Um, well, you got the band out there uh, and, uh, uh, Paul Schaefer, great musician, just uh, doesn't like dogs and he takes his work serious. And my dog's running around to all the band members. And <laughs> I forget his name. Who's the guy with the high leg kick? Um, uh, blonde hair guy played the guitar on the show for years. Oh, Paul's band. yeah. And it's slipping my mind too. He offered me 500 bucks for the dog on the spot. <laughs> oh, wow. Ah, <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I had a ball and I'm throwing it up in the stands. We're playing Frisbee on the yeah. stage. We're throwing it up in the stands. And I pointed to Dave's desk and I said, go. And he ran up, bounced off the guest chair, 
on the Dave's desk, turned around and sat posing behind Dave's microphone. Wow. And he's just running around doing all these tricks and everything. And, and, and the band just loved him. Yeah. And, uh, except you know, for, like, except like, for Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other guy said, I'll give you 500 bucks. I said, I can't go back home without the dog. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Right. I, I mean, you I'm do, surprised Meryl Marco didn't offer you money for the dog. Do, He's a big dog lover. Yeah. You do all of this, and then you come home and you got no dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, David loved the dog, too. Sure. I, I know I'm jumping around. Yeah, that's um, all right. Uh, I think a month earlier, he was on Time Magazine. Uh-huh. And I believe he had two golden retrievers or two Labradors. Yeah, yeah. And it might have been like Dave and his dog. So mm-hmm. I can get more into it later on. David Letterman just loved this dog. Yeah, Dave is uh, is and was a huge uh, animal fan, and especially dogs uh, that that came through over the years. Well, I know Meryl Marco for sure was a huge lover of animals and dogs and stuff specifically. Her, I know that she had a lot to do with Stupid Petrix as well being the uh, creator of it. So let us uh, give us a little bit of information on junior junior has long since passed. Uh, yeah. but, uh, tell us about junior and about, uh, about your favorite dog. The, the reason I'm asking you this, sorry to ask you a question then interject, but, uh, I have a, a small, uh, like four by six that sits next to my bed. Uh, that uh, the frame is made of uh, little uh, dog bones, and it's got a picture of the uh, my favorite dog that I've ever owned. Uh, his name was Steve, and uh, he was just the best dog that I've ever owned, and, and every dog has had to live up to Steve at this point. And so I'm assuming that Junior holds a very special place in uh, your heart, so kind of give us, give us uh, some yeah. background on Junior and, and yeah. uh, how that went. People still ask about him, and it's been so long ago. And it was, you know, him going on David Letterman wasn't the first time he was on TV. Oh, on uh, TV back, dog. But back in the day, people used to give pets as Christmas gifts. Yeah. And what would happen is after Christmas, you know, people are taking pets back to the Humane Society. Mm-hmm. And I was watching uh, the local news at noon one day. And they showed these three adorable puppies from the same litter in a cage. And, you know, come on down, adopt them. We have so many pets down here. Sure. And it was only a couple miles from my house. And I said, I'm getting it. And I rushed over there. And he was the last one uh-huh. uh, left of the three. And he was the runt of the litter. There you go. And so I adopted him. So we saw him on TV, uh, you know, took him to the vet and the that said, this dog has parvovirus. Right. It's not going to live. And I said, oh, oh my no. God, what can we, what can we do? And he said, baby formula with iron. Yeah. And we just raised him, and he grew to be a very healthy dog, a mixed terrier, very short, light brown hair, a black nose, yeah. um, very athletic, loved running. He could jump a fence. Wow. I used to take him to my softball games, and he'd run down foul balls, oh. and then he'd bring them back to the umpire. Oh, that's great. Um, that is great. That's awesome. It, we were the runner-up twice in the Ashley Whippet, uh, Perina, uh, Catch and Fetch, oh, Frisbee wow. contest in the state of Michigan. He yeah. loved Frisbee. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just doing, you know, let him out. He'd go get the newspaper, bring it back to you. The uh, the uh, all-American dog, if you will. The, 
all American dog. He'd stick his head if one was missing into a twelve pack, could grab a beer, and he'd deliver beer. Oh my goodness! And I would tell my friends, "Wait a minute, he's going to open it for you." And then they wait for him to open it, and I said, "Nah, he doesn't have thumbs. You know, he can't do everything." Oh, that's, that's great. fantastic! Yeah, that's a joke that keeps on giving right there. Yeah, yes, really. exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah, I. Man, as you talk about uh, Junior, I I just I think about you know to some of the animals that I've owned, and I've I've had a couple that have had that parvo. That's just something that you get from the from the pound. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those yeah. things. That and kennel cough. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's like getting hepatitis in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. From from the articles I've read. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh that's great. Uh yeah, I, I had I had a couple that didn't make it from that and and uh boy it is it is tough going. Yeah. And yeah. but I will say that I always pick the runt. I always pick the one that nobody wants. Um, they, they just seem to be better dogs, you know, and, and these mixed dogs are are just so fantastic. You know, some of them, some of them are just amazingly smart. Yeah. And so I think they appreciate you adopting them and they will spend the rest of their life thanking you. (laughs) I was, I was kind of thinking that, but then I thought, well, no, you know, they're going to think I'm an idiot if I say something like that. But, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, it does feel that way. It kind of feels like they're, they're thanking you every day, you know? Uh Um, yeah, so so my my current dog uh, or one of our current dogs is a uh, little Boston Terrier, and uh, he's got something weird going on now. I, I don't know exactly what's up with him, but we got him uh, in the parking lot of a local grocery store um, because the breeder was going to put him down. Uh, oh. he, he does not have a cover on his private parts, and so oh. um, I, I see it as a feature. Because I feel like every time he sits down, he points north. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's a wonderful dog, and 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 it and it does kind of feel like that. You know that that uh, you're you're in it together. You know? yeah. yeah, we have a really old dog. So my dog is uh, it's not my dog. It's actually my wife's dog. She's had the dog since 2005. I didn't know where that was going. It's like it's not my dog. It's a neighbor's dog. I just <laughs> no, I just no, 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 no. So, so we've she's had it since 2005, and me and her have been together since 2017. So the dog's been mine since 2017 because it's kind of like it's attached to me now. So she's deaf and blind now, and uh, she goes by scent. And my scent is apparently the most pleasing scent in the house because she doesn't leave me alone. So yeah. she's uh she's a really good dog. Other than that, though, really healthy and. Uh, uh, she's, uh, I, I, I've only known her as, as a senior dog. I never got to be there when she was all spunky and yeah. bouncing off the walls, but either way, yeah. you know, it's a, it was, it was a unique relationship with that dog. Yeah. My girlfriend and I rescued a five-year-old golden retriever and, uh, he and I just, I, I hadn't had the dog for 25 years. Cause I'm like, who can follow up junior, yeah. you know, and yeah, no not kidding. all dogs can be like that. And I was spoiled. And so, you know, this dog just follows me everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. he's my shadow. Mm-hmm. We call him Velcro because he's attached to me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we just, uh, and it's just, I love dogs again. I yeah. fell in love with this dog. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like part of your life's missing when you don't yeah. have one. Exactly. So, Jeff, exactly. give me, give me uh, kind of a, uh, a rundown 
of what happened after the show. Like how much mileage did you get out of this thing and, and uh, what, what did this do for you? It, um, well, right immediately after the show, um, the other contestants and, and I and Junior were just standing in the hallways. Remember the big wide hallways oh, sure. where they would do a lot of their pranks and things like that? Yeah, yeah. And we're just talking and we're killing time before we leave for our flights. And uh, David comes down the long hallway with his entourage, his writing staff and everything. There's like eight, ten other people. Right. And by this time, he's out of his suit. He's in blue jeans, a T-shirt, Vassar College. Mm. I, that's an all-women's college, mm-hmm. I believe, on the mm-hmm. East Coast. It is. Uh, his clear glasses that I, you know, I saw in one of his Netflix specials yesterday. It's the same style of glasses. And uh, he comes down and he sees us all and he thanks us all again for being on the show. And uh, standing around talking, well, he and I hit it off and and he really liked Junior. The way he pets a dog or a person pets a dog, you can tell they love animals. And in my bag of tricks, I had a tennis ball and a Frisbee and stuff like that. And, and, and Dave saw it and he says, hey, can I uh, play Frisbee with them? And I said, sure, go ahead. And he's playing Frisbee in the hallway with my dog, and the dog's bringing it back and everything. Yeah. And after about the 10th catch, he's turning around, he's running back, and he stops, and he just goes number one. He had to go uh, to the back. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and and we're, we're, we're still talking about the dog. Yeah, the dog. Oh, yeah. Right, okay, okay. Sure, okay. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> okay. And – yeah, a big puddle, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, we flew out at, like, 9 in the morning, yeah. and this dog, you know, can only go bathroom on grass, you know, and right. you can't find any grass for him to go on in New York City. <laughs> right, sure, and sure. this is about 7.30 at night after the taping of the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's held it for, like, 10-plus hours. Mm. And so I look at his producer, Susan Hall, and I said, uh, is a custodial staff going to come by and mop this up? And she goes, oh, no, they go home at I. Oh, and I no. Said, I said, well, I'll clean them up. I'm going to need a lot of paper towels. Yeah. And so she goes and gets paper towels. You know, Dave's entourage is still standing around mm-hmm. waiting for orders. And uh, she brings me a stack of those paper towels, you know, like you see in the restrooms. Right. Mm-hmm. And I bend down and I'm dropping them into the puddle and Dave grabs a handful and he's dropping them and he's helping me sop up mm. the urine. Yeah. And I look at him, I go, Hey, I got it, Dave. You don't have to do this. He goes, no, 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 no. It's my fault. He went to the bathroom. Uh, I said, he hasn't gone in 10 hours. You, you, I couldn't find a place for him to go in New York city. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'll help you clean it up. And I looked at him and I said, I bet you Carson wouldn't do this. <laughs> and, he started laughing. We cleaned it up. Then he has the tennis ball and he's playing with junior yeah. and we're talking. He goes, Oh, so you're in radio. And I'm, yeah, I work for an NBC affiliate. And he, what do you do? I, I said, I do sports. Uh, I'm a sideline reporter among many things for Eastern Michigan university football. And he goes, Oh yeah. He goes, you ever go to ball state for a game? And I said, Oh no, but they were here for a game. So we start talking football and ball state. And yeah. You know, the Tigers were coming off a World Series a couple of years ago. And he goes, are you a Tiger fan? And yes. And sure. we just kept talking sports and everything. And meanwhile, he's playing junior. He picked him up. He's holding him. He's petting him. And, and he talked 
with the other people as well. Right. And but we he spent about a half hour with us after the show. That's excellent. Just talking. I mean, a yeah, normal awesome. guy. Yeah. How you? That's the Midwest roots came out of David at that point. Absolutely. You're not. And, you're not kidding. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely it. Yeah. And we took some pictures. He mm-hmm. signed some autographs, mm-hmm. and then finally, you know, it's about a half hour, and he said, "Well." Thank you again for being on the show. Uh, as you can see, you know, my writers are here. We have a meeting to go to, but thank you again. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I expected maybe two, three minutes. Right, sure. And here he spent a half hour genuinely talking to us, talk, you know, loving all the pets. Yeah. And it was such a memorable experience. That's really awesome because, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a side-handed comment as far as the Carson thing goes, but it's absolutely true. You know, uh, I now, now Carson in early days maybe maybe would have done the same sort of thing, but mm-hmm. you know he was a he was a gigantic star, and and David was, he, I, I think maybe he was a gigantic star and didn't know it yet. You know that sort of thing. I just don't uh, well, see he, him. Be, yeah. I just don't see him being the same way either. No. I mean, I I, I just right. see him being more humble. Uh, I don't really know a lot about Johnny Carson's roots. I guess he's Midwest too, isn't yeah, he? But, he is, yeah. but I guess it's uh, a different era of the Midwest, and he came up through a different era of Hollywood where I feel like there was probably more assholes in Hollywood. I mean, there's always going to be assholes in Hollywood, but I feel like there was probably yeah. – it's the beginning of Hollywood was when Johnny Carson was in there, like the formation right. of mm-hmm. like television. So I feel like he might have been more jaded about everything than, than Dave was. Sure. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, Dave was just happy earlier, to be there. I feel like it was like he, yeah. he felt like blessed to be from the Midwest and just be this C student that's like you know on one of the most popular television shows uh, on any network. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's funny you mentioned C student. Uh, one of his Netflix shows uh, yesterday. Uh, I guess he admitted I didn't graduate high school or something like that. I got uh-huh. a GED. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't know that, but. Yeah, you know, I, I said earlier he was wearing a suit. Uh, he wasn't really wearing suits at the time. It was slacks, a sport coat. Yeah. But he had, remember the high top wrestling shoes? I do. Wore? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I wanted I wanted yeah. those so badly when I was when I was yeah. in my teens. Yeah, yeah, and everybody did. That was that was cool. You know, he started yeah. a, a fashion trend right there. Yeah, it's it's so, weird to think about David Letterman starting on fashion trend, but yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, tell us uh, what are you doing these days? Um, one other quick story too, yeah, uh, if please, I may. Please, because um, you were asking how did it affect my life afterwards. You know, it was nice you got attention and stuff like that. But yeah. in Detroit at the time, and again, the show wasn't that big. It was delayed i think a half hour or an hour after the carson show uh tonight show and a day later oh wow so you know the nbc affiliate in detroit wasn't you know betting big bucks that this was going to be a hit show so Mm -hmm. they had some infomercial on or something Mm -hmm. and so i worked in ann arbor which is 
kind of a suburb of, of Detroit, 30, 40 miles away. Right. And the Toledo, Ohio affiliate, which you can get Toledo TV up here barely, but you can get it in Ann Arbor. So mm-hmm. uh, on my sports talk show, I was able to promote um, – I was able to promote, hey, I'm going to be on Letterman tonight yeah. or this night or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so went and did the show, had to take a day off work. And so the Ann Arbor folks could see it, some Detroit people. And when I got back at about 9, 10 at night, we called around to some local bars uh, to see if they had the big satellite dish on top of their roof that they could move and pick up the Toledo affiliate. We oh, found yeah. it. Yeah. So we were sitting in a bar and watching it and a couple of, elder guys who had a few too many were sitting at the end of the bar and they're looking up at the TV. They're looking down at me. They're looking up at the TV and they go, is that you? And where's your dog? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where's the dog at? Yeah. Bring your dog to the bar. Yeah. So then I was able to go to work the next day, promote that we'd be on the Detroit affiliate later that night. So I kind of got a two for one. And then finally the NBC affiliate in Detroit came to their senses a few years later. And, uh, uh, ran David's uh, show live. Yeah, right. I don't think they had much of a choice at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's really so, awesome. Uh, so I really, you know, got a, a double dip in yeah. the exposure. That's awesome uh, for the audiences. So what and about the people? Uh, I'm the sorry. People go, on the ahead, show, go. the people on the show. I thought you might be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty Austin, the singer. Yeah. Uh, Tony Lawrence, columnist. I Googled, Googled him and really didn't find anything. And I didn't know if you guys know who he is or was. Not a clue. Yeah. Morris I know Tracy Hunting. Lawrence, but not a Tony. Yeah. Morris Hunting, psychic window washer. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Elliott did one of his skits, that, you know, the oh. guy under the bleachers, under the stand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he Chris was Elliott. around. Yeah. And then they showed Dave's record collection so that you know and, and i was laughing they used to do these funny silly zany skits back in the day and you know it's 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 uh something i miss you know they oh, were really yeah. really funny well that's the thing about 100%. chris elliott is that there's a generation of people who only know him as the guy with the weird hand in the scary movie yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. and he's got such like a body of work with David Letterman that it's unreal how funny yeah. he is. And a lot of people don't don't really know, you know, that his dad was a famous, you know, in right. comedy and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. So Ray yeah. and Bob, Bob yeah. yeah, Ray and Bob, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob and Ray were and Ray. were extremely funny and extremely yeah. uh, dry guys. So to see somebody like yeah. Chris come out of there just being such a slapstick performer is is pretty amazing. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and then um um. Everybody said, you know, because Dave always asks when you're about to perform your trick, uh, can I play some music for you or yeah. a drum roll? Yeah. And everybody just goes, <laughs> oh, I don't know. And, right. um, you know, or don't, you know, pick a certain song. And my friends say, you got to come up with a song, mm-hmm. you know. And we even did something on the talk show. And we really couldn't find anything that was good. But this is how good Paul Schaefer is. Mm-hmm. You know, the dog's name is Junior. And I said, Junior Walker and the All Stars. Yeah, and Paul like he turns around, yells, and he goes, "Shotgun!" Mm. And then <laughs> did it, they start playing "Shotgun" by Junior Walker and the All Stars. That's so fantastic. we did call a song, and Schaefer delivered in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really fantastic. Plus, it's it's a classic. You know, it's not like you yes. pick something really obscure. That's uh, right. That's, that's a classic. That a classic. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so Jeff, what are you doing these days? What, uh, what, what's your life look like? Well, retired, uh, was laid off with a lot of other people from, uh, one of those large radio conglomerates that uh, loses a lot of money hand Mm -hmm. over fist. And, Mm -hmm. uh, with COVID, they laid off a lot of people in the Detroit market and I was let go. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I, I'm going to kind of take it easy, kind of semi-retire. Maybe sure. that dream job will come back, or I'll do some part-time stuff. But right. uh, I beat cancer four years ago. Oh wow! Congratulations! Uh, uh, thank I, you. I don't know how to react to that other than I'm sorry and congratulations. You know, <laughs> that's fine. You know, yeah. congratulations is, yeah. is good enough. And uh, uh, met the gal that I'm going to marry soon, oh, and I'm great. really happy spending time with her. Our golden retriever. Yeah. Uh, watching sports and just taking it easy and uh you know that that's about it that worked 40 years in radio met a lot of great people went to a lot of great sporting events and uh you know i'm pretty happy and satisfied with it all that is that is a long time in radio um, and and especially long time to cover sports uh so congratulations on that as well i'm i'm sure it's a storied career Um, when you're covering the tigers and michigan football pretty good i know no you guys kidding. are in texas but yeah michigan football would be like you know hey. you guys with texas or texas a&m hey i watched uh i watched your your uh wolverines and your spartans for a very very long time and so uh uh michigan uh i remember the heyday of basketball you know and the mm-hmm. the, the football as well and and just uh, such storied programs. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and well, the only thing so that I ever sport uh, history up there. Well, yeah. Well, they got a lot yeah. of sport history, especially with uh, having the the greatest football player ever to play at the uh, at uh, Michigan or whatever, uh, Tom Brady. Oh, oh, I yeah, he he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, Charles Woodson. I could go on. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of great names. Well, I imagine that was great for uh, you though, because uh, yeah. you got to see. Tom Brady, I mean, you said you were a sideline reporter, so I imagine at some point in your career you've been on a sideline with Tom Brady as a, a young college student, I would imagine, yes? Uh, not not during his time, ah, but some okay. time before that. Yeah. But, you know, but back in the day, you know, Tom Brady was good. He had to, you know, work his way up. You know, this guy was seventh string one time and almost left. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 His, his career is crazy to think about that. Yeah. He was just like a nobody in college to, you know, having the career that he's had. But then at the time when Brady was there, you guys know the name being in Texas, Drew Henson was at Michigan. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And he was the golden boy, he, you know, right outside of Ann Arbor, setting all these national mm-hmm. records, you know, also a great baseball player. You know, he was with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people wanted Drew Henson to play and succeed yeah. because Tom Brady was, they didn't know much about him, and he was from California. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, absolutely. He's a, Cali Cali boy. He's, a he, he's an interloper. Yeah, we don't need part, him. He was, a, he was a part of the bi-coastal <laughs> elite, and uh, I guess all you Midwesterners exactly. weren't cool with that. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. uh, Jeff, you uh, you still a big Tigers fan? Uh, it hurts this day still to be a big Tiger <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah. Part of my radio career, I worked for Tom Monahan oh, wow. when he owned the Tigers, yeah. uh, the Domino's Pizza founder. Uh-huh. And that was fun. A lot of special insights and covered the 84 World Series champs. And, Fantastic. Um, uh, had a lot of fun oh, with that. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, got to work with Bo Shebeckler was Michigan. It was at Michigan. You talk about a living legend wow. right there. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That's a name that'll perk up some people's ears right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Lloyd Carr and 
you know, he had the national championship. I know the folks in Nebraska are going to argue about that. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, quick uh, question for you, Jeff. So, sure. have uh, have you had any run-ins with Letterman since 1986? No, I wish uh, that was the only time I was ever in New York City. Sure, okay. but uh, then became a huge fan of the show. And then, you know, VCRs came into vogue, and so you made sure you set the VCR, yeah, and especially the Wednesday nights when Stupid Petricks were on. And, uh, you know, he rode down uh, my back on a playground slide, uh, then he jumped on my back, and I piggybacked him off stage. Mm. Letterman loved all that. And I was all, always checked the anniversary shows to see if we'd make a montage of the stupid <laughs> Petrix. And we never did. We never did. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Well, Jeff, that is, uh, this is a really great insight from somebody who was on, on the ground there, um, with the Letterman show. And, and we so appreciate your time and, and, uh, thank you so much for talking to us about junior and about your experience there. Is there anything else you want to you want to tell folks about your experience or your life now or uh, oh, anything like that? Well, I, I tell you, going to Rocka, Rockefeller Center, uh-huh. and I wanted to see you know the WNBC radio station, the studios, the net radio network, and TV and all that. And when I went there, we had time to kill before rehearsals, and the staff was fantastic. And people wanted to babysit the dog because a lot of them don't have pets in New York city. And they gave me the tour of the radio stations and it was such the Letterman show was such, and you know, it's successful because they had first class people working for it, regular people. And we had such a good time being there. And, you know, I do it again. And I'm sure any, any other regular Joes who went on these segments, would say the same thing that uh, Letterman from the top all the way down to the assistants were just wonderful, wonderful people. Well, Jeff, I think that was the appeal, you know, and that's that for me, I caught the show a lot later than you guys. Obviously I was a teenager when I caught it. So 2005 is uh, when I started watching it, watching it with 2001, the nine 11 episode being like mm-hmm. the, uh, first time I really just remember that that's like my first David Letterman, TV show memory. So that was always my appeal. He, he just reminded me of, you know, the guy that lived up the street that, you know, he was just a witty, funny guy. When you rode your bike by, he always had something funny to tell you or a joke to yeah. tell you or something like that. He just reminded me of somebody that could be, that could live next door to you. And, mm-hmm. and that's in, you know, any neighborhood. He just seemed like just, just the average, you know, guy at the grocery store getting, you know, a bag of potatoes for his wife or something, you know, he just, he always had that appeal to me as a youngster. And uh, I guess it was the style of humor too. There wasn't a lot of that humor being targeted for, uh, you know, 15 year olds. A lot of the humor that was being targeted for me was, you know, South Park and, you know, Beavis and Butthead. That was a lot of what we were, that, that was like presented to us as comedy and humor, which I like all those things, but I really liked, uh, I like Dave's dry wit is what mm-hmm. I really appreciate because I like a lot of British right. humor, and that's what it reminds me. It reminds me of all like the you know the the Monty Python style humor and stuff like that. Yeah, I tell you, uh, you know, it's a it's a huge deal that uh, this this far out you're still able to to recall it as a uh, a positive experience and having dealt with people in the industry or uh, you know I would think a lot of people would have. Uh, 
maybe a few things to say about the way they were treated and stuff. And the fact that you were treated so well and uh, Dave interacted with you and the staff treated you well, I think is, is a testament to why that show was on for so long. Yeah. And then, yeah, I I did uh, sports talk shows. And so it was in my mindset to be nice to the guests or Mm -hmm. they might come into the studio and, and bring a friend Right. Uh, you know, treat them well. And it's like, you know, if the Letterman folks can do that, I can do that. And it's, it's something, you know, just being down home, he had that all shucks. You know, I have seen him. I, I never did get to go up to him because, you know, you don't want to bother them. But I have seen him at some IndyCar events. Yeah. You know, he's still, uh, I believe, a part owner with uh, uh, Ray Hall. And, right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, I see just seeing him off to the sign. I saw him, I waved over to him and mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't re- you know, remember me, but it's like, it's almost like, you know, he's working, he's busy. Don't want to bother him. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was just so nice. I like the down home. Uh, it never got to his head type thing. Uh, being in the radio business or watching TV. I hate those phony guys at the <laughs> Mr. Showbiz or Mr. Sure, radio. Sure. I like the regular guy. Yeah. And I tried to do that in sports, not take myself, uh, so serious, let the guests, you know, do the talking, have fun. Yeah. You know, it's a bunch of guys watching a game, having beers in a bar. That was always my mentality. And I think uh, Letterman had that thing. Hey, we're all friends. We're doing a show here. It's almost like, you know, a cable access yeah. show, you yeah. know, yeah. let's yeah. try new things and let's yeah. be silly and, and all that stuff. And that, that was so great. They, they had such a different sense of humor that's still unmatched. To yeah. This day. You know, and that's the thing that's bizarre to me is how, oblivious the world was to this when he did the daytime show right and they won an emmy off of a cancellation mm-hmm. so that's what yeah. was so bizarre to me as a as a, as, as a younger person going back and doing the research and looking at this stuff i was like how did they not see the writing on the wall when they were nominated yeah. and won an emmy for this show that you canceled i understand maybe the timing wasn't right. The time slot was was all wrong, and the, the length of time maybe the show ran was all long. But you obviously had something, and I guess that's why they retained him. But just that the world didn't see that, that everybody was oblivious to it was, was kind of crazy to me because nowadays if you have something like that, it goes viral and the world's on top of it, you know, pretty quick yeah. when it when it's yeah. something like that. And I guess that's just the you know, with the uh, you know invention of the new technologies and stuff and disseminating media. But it was uh, it was all I mean it was pretty cool to me to to see uh, all that daytime stuff and then think how innovative it was and how unrecognized that innovation was at that time. It was really I like the daytime stuff. I think it's some of the best yeah. some of the best stuff that that Dave's a part of. I really like going back and watching all the old clips. Right. And, and I always thought I always thought that he should have gotten the Tonight Show. Nothing against Jay Leno. Sure. But I think that inspired him when he went over to CBS. It, you know, that that fired up his drive and that oh, yeah. he wanted to be number one yep. and, you know, and do all this stuff. So, you know, even though he lost out on the Tonight Show, I think we won in getting mm-hmm. an even better improved uh, Dave Letterman. Yeah, and I think that was the blue collar mentality. Is he was still that average regular guy, and you know I've, I've worked in a lot of average regular places, and a lot of those guys don't really, you know, they're not big fans of the people that are in charge, and big fans of how people are telling them how to do things. When you know, generally when you're on you know a production floor or something in a factory, the best guy that knows how to run it is the guy that's running it, not the guy that's standing over looking at it out of an office mm, window right. kind of thing. And I think that's what the feel was for. for 
for Dave compared to Jay Leno, where where Jay Leno was the yes man, and oh well, yeah, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. You know, I'll hide in closets and you know <laughs> watch meetings and do whatever you need me to do. You know, kind of thing. So, you know, I I, I respect both of them as uh, for what they are, but I definitely have a uh, a larger respect for for how Dave handled the situation and moved forward with his career and shattered you know i'm pretty sure he shattered some records there in television yeah, yeah i agree with you 100 percent, rusty well jeff thank you again for spending time with us and talking about uh the the amazing junior and uh <laughs> we uh we wish you nothing but luck going forward and congratulations on uh finding that that one person for you and uh i, I hope that uh hope that your semi-retirement or or whatever you want to call it uh <laughs> is is fruitful and and uh, uh i hope that you have uh have, have a great time yeah absolutely we yep. appreciate your time jeff and uh you know if you ever just want to have a conversation about anything just reach out uh on social media or you know you have my phone number now and, yeah just uh, give us a call and we'll have a virtual yep. beer yeah or I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always willing to talk sports yeah. i'm not yep. uh I'm not super knowledgeable on sports, but I'm a big football guy, so I love football. I'm not like I don't know a lot of sports, but uh, well, you, I'm well, a Houston of Texans you're in Texas, fan. You so. know football, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah right, I'm a Houston exactly. Texans fan, so we, uh, I don't know how much I know about football. I picked one of the we, worst teams to we, be a fan of. We have to. We have, uh, Detroit Lions are worse. The Detroit Lions <laughs> oh, are worse. It's They're arguable at Houston this point. Team. Here, uh, here uh, in Texas, whenever you go to get your driver's license, you have to pick a team. They put it on the back along with your uh, your. <laughs> whether you're going to donate your organs or not so yeah you have to be able to well, answer three funny. football questions well, yeah you know here a and m a and m fans don't want to get texas uh uh, uh you know colons or anything i thought so. i thought i didn't know a and m fans could read mike oh that's true too yeah that's true too. they just put the little symbols on there well jeff yeah. thanks again for spending time with us we really appreciate it and uh it, it was it was a blast yes sir you yeah. have a great one jeff appreciate you yeah. again buddy Mike Rusty, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, became a, a fan of the podcast going through that uh, fans page on Facebook. I don't know the exact title. I'm sure you guys can yeah, give it out. Sure. But it was nice connecting with other people. And I really enjoy uh, seeing a lot of the old clips put up there. And then you guys talking about uh, the history. And a lot of times I'm going, wow, I forgot all about that. So <laughs> your knowledge. True. Yeah, well, that's with uh, me. With that, that's the thing with me is I, I didn't experience it or live it. So a lot of what I, I what the knowledge that I have to go get, I have to go dig for it. And uh, in digging for it, I found a lot of, you know, stuff from when Dave was in college and stuff, too. So it was, uh, you know, there, one of his frat, some of his frat brothers had wrote an article on the, you know, on the early Internet because the website was as rough as the early Internet was. So, you know, it was it was cool to, to get all that information and stuff and just see stuff from a different perspective and that's what we're really like our goal is here is mike lived it and i'm trying to live it through clips so don't don't let him fancy that up for you jeff he wants to just get this done before i die so that's that's all it really is <laughs> i tell you that's one of the great things about youtube finding all those old clips Boy, you're not no, absolutely you're not, not lying at all that's it well thanks again jeff you you have a great day all right guys thanks Appreciate thank you it. goodbye okay rusty that was great. That was great. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, forever onward. Forever onward. Uh, I'm not <laughs> I don't sure know who's why next. I said that. Somebody's yeah. next. Yeah. I don't know who. We'll get somebody yeah. next. I tell you, I tell you what I have been enjoying though. Uh, Jeff brought up uh, all the clips on YouTube. 
uh, boy, you talk about a resurgence in just Letterman content all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah, they opened up the floodgates. They did Letterman themselves yeah. and posting things so, uh, fairly regularly. Yeah, I would, you know, my only request is, uh, Dave, just give us a call uh, and we'll work out a date that, that's good for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, we're ready for our interview. <laughs> that's right. We're ready, Mr. Letterman. Yeah, we're definitely ready. All right, guys, y'all, uh, y'all take it easy, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. And join us next time for another episode of The Man from the City So Nice They Named It Twice. Wake the Kids at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Excellent. And we will see you next time. At the David Letterman Tribute Podcast. Okay, good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the kids, phone the neighbors. Rogue Media Network. This is not a competition. It's only an exhibition. Please, no wagering. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>